Welcome back to New York Sports and Beyond. I'm Larry Hardesty. Well, James Winans learned about the realities of homelessness and the promise of life transformation through a college internship at the Bowery Mission that forever changed the course of his life. He serves as interim CEO following 15 successful years of leadership at the Bowery Mission. James oversees the mission's expansive work across eight campuses in New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania, leading a team of over 150 full-time and seasonal staff and a small army of volunteers to help transform the lives of men, women, and children experiencing homelessness and poverty. And as Chief Development Officer for nearly 14 years, he has built and led teams to uncover more than $120 million in private funds, enabling the mission to expand its work and join forces with three other century-old organizations. Join me in welcoming back James Winans to New York Sports and Beyond. Hey, James, how are you? Good to be back, Larry. Thank you. Good to see you again. Good to chat with you again, my friend. Although I wish it was under a little more normal circumstances where we just chit-chat about all the stuff that the Bowery has going on, and we'll do that as well. But right now, listen, James, we got to talk about the big elephant in the room, and that's the COVID-19 pandemic, what it's done. And the Bowery has always been in the forefront for over a century of giving homeless options and giving them a place to eat. And now I would imagine, Jim, that you're being stretched to no end with the amount of homeless people that are out on the streets now. The last last several weeks have been extraordinary, Larry. And, you know, in this pandemic where we're all being told to stay home, it's just so important to remember that there are thousands of New Yorkers who do not have a place to stay at home because they don't have a home. So what are some of the issues that normally you find with homeless folks and compare that James to what you're finding with this siege of homeless people now dealing with the COVID during this COVID-19 pandemic? Yeah. Well, Larry, when, somebody's without a home in New York City, that is already an emergency. And so those that we serve uh, were already in the midst of a, a personal emergency. Now they've added this global emergency to their personal emergency, and it's impacting those who are homeless in particular ways. Um, you know, first of all, those, those who are unsheltered are already experiencing high rates of chronic disease, be that you know, diabetes or hypertension or mental illness. Um, there's a high rate of substance abuse and, and, and trauma. And so all of these conditions just inherently increase the vulnerability of someone to the COVID-19 virus. And so uh, here we have a particularly vulnerable population. Um, and on top of that, now um, there, the, the options were closing there, uh, you know, through, through March and April. And so you had a, uh, a situation where um, uh, uh, there was no longer anywhere to uh, get food. Um, you know, one-third of food pantries in New York City have closed. Uh, the city has tried to make up the difference now. Um, you, you no longer had anywhere to wash. And so, um, you know, you, you, you may have been using the bathroom at the library or using the, the shower at the rec center or the, or the bathroom at Starbucks to wash up. And, and now those places were closed at exactly the wrong moment because here you were, we were saying, you know, once an hour, wash your hands for 20 seconds. And yet uh, here's somebody who doesn't have access to sink because they don't have access to a home. And so, um, so, so the Bowery mission swung into action trying to meet some of these, these immediate needs. And so, um, so we moved our indoor cafeteria operation outdoors 
um, so that uh, so that people could line up on a socially distanced line, go uh, come up our our, our distribution point, um, pick up a bagged meal, a healthy meal that would help them keep their energy up, keep their immunity up during the season. Um, we also installed hand washing stations on that line so that people had somewhere to to wash their hands prior to eating. We we uh, worked with a partner to bring a mobile shower van to the sidewalk so that people had somewhere to shower. Uh, one of the few places in the city for somebody without a home to shower um, and, and also receive a clean set of clothing. We, we set up two public toilets right there on our sidewalk so that people had somewhere to use the bathroom. Um, it's just, it, it, you know, as we shut down, we, we really limited the number of options that, that people had. And so the Bowery Mission wanted to continue to provide uh, provide for food and for hygiene in particular. That's the voice of James Winans. He's the interim CEO and chief development officer at the Bowery Mission. You're listening to New York Sports and Beyond here on 98.7 ESPN. I'm Larry Hardesty. James, let's talk about uh, the challenge you have of you and your staff, because when you talk about some of the illnesses that you normally find with those who are homeless because of their lack of shelter, because of their lack of able to get in contact with doctors and so forth and so on. Respiratory is a key failure uh, where the COVID-19 uh, virus attacks. So how are you able to protect you and your staff from these folks who may not know they have the disease? A and B, listen, I, I know you're stretched thin. How are you able to house these folks under the possible, under social distancing of six feet apart? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, good questions. I mean, I just described a number of services that are happening outdoors, but we continue to house 325 men and women in five different locations here in Manhattan. And so um, so we have had to work very carefully to um, ensure, for, you know, first that we were cleaning properly, um, and then over time as we, as we went through this emergency, um, uh, making sure that we were observing social distancing indoors, that, that, um, that we were eating in smaller groups, that we rearranged how people sleep um, and, uh, and, and how people move through the building. Uh, so that we could, to the extent possible, observe social distancing. I, I wouldn't claim that it's perfect. Uh, mm-hmm. But the good news is that uh, that we, we set up isolation areas in, in the building, uh, and and we've, we've used them very little, um, considering all that's going on around us in the, in, in, in the city, um, that, that we have had, we have had um, clients become ill, but, uh, but we haven't had anything approaching an outbreak in our locations. And so we're, we're just, you know, grateful to God for that. Um, and, uh, you know, the other, the other thing that is a big change for us is that we're used to operating with lots and lots of volunteers, you know, 17,000 volunteer experiences a year. Um, and we probably have less than a third of the, the number of volunteers coming. We, we have not stopped accepting volunteers, uh, which many more organizations have, but our staff have had to have had to really band together and think about different ways of doing things that involve volunteers. And so um, I'm just so impressed with our Bowery Mission staff and how courageous they've been, how much problem solving they've done, how much creativity they've shown uh, and teamwork in this season when they are called upon to be essential frontline workers and offer services to the most vulnerable among us. Now, James, you've talked a, a little bit earlier, a few minutes ago, about what you're doing food-wise. How 
with all the pantries and stuff closed, how much more food are now you, you, you and your staff uh, able to serve with the amount of more people that you have coming in? Now, the, the thing that we saw early on in this in this pandemic was that we were seeing new faces on our line. And so, you know, people had been working, you know, the week before, two weeks before, and now all of a sudden they were they were getting online at the Bowery Mission for the first time. It was embarrassing to them. It was confusing. Um, this was not part of their routine, but this was part of how they were making ends meet. And so I just remember early on, you know, speaking with a man who, who had just just lost his job Uh, a few days earlier. He had traveled some distance to be on the Bowery Mission line, picking up a meal. And, um, and, and I, you know, thought this is, this is vital work that we're doing. And at that point, I wasn't sure where the food was going to come from. Uh, You know, we're we're used to getting a lot of food from restaurants, from, from catering companies uh, donated, but we now, now those businesses had closed down. And so, um, you know, where, where are we going to be able to continue, or we're going to where where are we going to need to purchase a lot of food? And thankfully, um, uh, partners like City Harvest and others have um, have come through. We've had uh, uh, significant corporate partners as well who've come through with donated food. And so, um, so at no point have we run out of food, which is uh, which is just a wonderful thing to report. James, are you able to? Uh, help some of these homeless folks with medical needs? Are, are, are you and your partners able to come in and for, for their protection and for you and your staff, are you able to come in and kind of diagnose whether these folks are suffering from the COVID-19 virus or other illnesses they may have? Well, we, uh, we stopped offering an indoor medical clinic um, just because we, did, we didn't feel that we would be able to do that safely. Uh, okay. We continue to partner with, Project Newell, uh, mm-hmm. which is another organization that offers a mobile health unit um, on on our site at the Bowery um, uh, several times a week, or they just park park out there and uh, and are able to to offer health screens and health checkups. Um, um, you know, but but uh, but when somebody um, became ill, we were referring out to hospital settings. Okay. Um, okay. And uh, and it's only now that we're we're going to be able to actually offer on-site COVID nineteen testing. So we're finally getting that that online um, uh, to, to to make sure that uh, that the illness isn't spreading silently through our through our ranks. As as you know, it can be asymptomatic, and and that's concerning as well. Absolutely. And James, uh, you know, listen, we we applaud what the, uh, the governor and the mayor are doing as far as getting the homeless off the subways. Uh, which has been a, another issue that has gone on far too long. But now those are an additional amount of people who are now looking and searching for areas. How how has that group entered into the other groups of folks that you're seeing into your, your mission now during this during this time? Mm-hmm. Well I think I think uh on the whole the city has done a done a a, a a valiant job of trying to connect um, folks who they're asking to leave space stations with shelter options. Um, but the fact is that, that, you know, those who are homeless in our city have just experienced a decreasing number of options uh, for shelter, for food, for uh, washing and hygiene throughout this, this emergency. And so, um, and so, so we just need to be vigilant to make sure that, uh, that we're caring for these most vulnerable uh, folks. Uh, it, it, it impacts all of us.
Now, James, let's step away from what you're doing with the uh, folks from the suffering with the COVID-19, suffering illnesses and suffering change in economic situations with this pandemic. And let's talk about what the Bowery normally does and how that affects the fact that you had after school programs, the fact that you had various other programs that you were doing uh, to help just normal people struggling. Let's begin with the after school program. What's happening with that now? We we operate after school programs in the South Bronx and in East Harlem. And uh, during the the first of March, we um, stopped offering in person uh, gatherings up up in those neighborhoods. Uh, there there were a number of schools impacted at that point um, that our children were attending, and so um, so it was no longer safe uh, to, to to bring those children together. Our staff up there have just done an incredible job. We we did a survey early on and discovered that uh, this was in the earliest weeks of this situation, that 75% of the families we serve were experiencing new unemployment. Um, you know, these, these are par- parents who work in the uh, restaurant industry and the hospitality industry, and they were, they were the first ones laid off. And, um, and, and now they have children at home um, uh, away from school, needing needing instruction, that sort of thing, and so um, so our staff have been offering supplemental instruction online. They've been doing uh, uh, tutoring and classes and counseling, uh, not counseling per se, but mentoring um, uh, virtually with with these kids, and are able to serve you know dozens of families that way. Uh, we also established a, a, a relief fund for these families. We just found that there were really practical needs uh, where the families needed some cash to, to, to get to get a hold of things like diapers, that sort of thing. And so um, and so we've made that available to these families as well. Um, for the first time in 125 years, the Bowery Mission is not operating a summer camp this summer, and that's heartbreaking to us. But um, we, just, we just felt that it would not be a safe thing to do this summer to uh, back children from the city onto buses and take them out into uh, the Poconos. And so we're looking forward to, to reinstating that program um, one year from now. And that's the Mount Lawn City Camp, James? Mount Lawn City Camp is what we call our, our city-based programs, and then Mount Lawn Summer Camp is the mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the sweep-away camp in Poconos area, region of Pennsylvania. Okay, and so those those are... Unfortunately, because of the situation now, those will return next year. That's right. We're we're hoping that with the reopening of schools, whenever that happens, we'll be able to to continue to offer the after school option, um, and then summer camp in the summer of twenty twenty one. You know, it, I, I agree with you uh, so much about when you talk about the, the toughness and talking to a number of my colleagues who have kids who they are now homeschooling because of the schools being closed. And, you know, just kids need that. Children need that consistency, James, and that repetition to know that they're kind of safe, even in this upheaval that they're going through. And the fact that even though they're not actually visiting your staff, after school, the fact that there's still communication, the fact that they can still visit them through Zoom or uh, whatever, you know, video service, uh, Skype or whatever it is that you're doing or, or hearing their voices, that that has to, you know, put the kids at some ease, uh, James, to know that out of all this craziness that's going on, I may not can see my friends, I may not be in school, uh, my, my mom and dad are home all the time, but at least I know for a couple of minutes I can reach out to the folks at the Bowery who, whom I, I know and trust. 
Oh, we, we offer a lot of services at our mission, but at its heart, it's really about relationships, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so maintaining these relationships uh, through, through the means we have available to us, technology or otherwise, is just so important. I mean, we, we are talking about and living in a socially distanced time, but how do we, how do we close that distance? Because, um, you know, the, the, folks, the folks at the Bowery Mission serve, we, we have been working hard over the last couple of years to close social distance, to bring people closer together, yeah. Yeah. Uh, to, get, to gather people and, and bring them in relationship with one another. Because cause when you're isolated, you're so much more vulnerable to the effects of poverty, homelessness, mental illness, addiction, all of these, these things. And so, so how, how do you maintain relationship? How do you maintain community? Um, Larry, one of the most heartbreaking things I've heard through this whole situation was, was again, very early on speaking with uh, a guest in one of our, our programs serving who are homeless and saying, you know, how do you think this coronavirus thing is going to impact you? And he, he looked back and he said, well, people already treat me like I have a virus. Wow. You know, and, and I'm so heartbroken by that because, you know, why, why would someone, whether or not somebody has a home or not has a home, you know, does or doesn't have a home, why would that be an excuse to treat them with, with such um, contempt like they're contagious? Right. And, and but this is this is where this is where folks who are homeless started in this emergency. And then and then uh, and then and then all of this was added to their plate. And so we just want to continue to offer relationship, community, love, dignity in all the ways that we can. James Winans, he's the interim CEO and chief development officer at the Bowery Mission. You're listening to New York Sports and Beyond here on 98.7 ESPN. James, let's talk about your your partners who are who are always doing a tremendous job, but they're now even asked to stretch even more. Let's let's give them uh, some some proper identification for the work they're doing with you. Yeah, sure. Well, we um, we have discovered that we have we have new partners, and those those range from you know government agencies that have been providing resources and information to us. Um, you know, but uh, but you know just to, just to Shout out to a few corporate partners. I mean, uh, groups like Big In, Zucker's, Bloomberg, and others have been so instrumental in providing us food during the season. Um, and then, and then financial support uh, from uh, a company called Eurasio um, came in big for us uh, in the season. It's allowed us to to, um, to to carry through the season and the, the increased expenses that we have. We're, we're spending money on things every week that we were not used to spending money on. And, uh, and so that financial support from our, our corporate partners, as well as individuals give generously at uh, Bowery.org uh, is so, so critical right now that the financial support allows us to be flexible and to respond to emerging needs that come up every single week. And James, we understand that many in our listening audience right now are struggling themselves financially, mm-hmm. uh, economically, but there are still some things that they can do to help you. And what are some of the other ways that you could, that, that they can help you? There's supplies I'm sure you need, and there's volunteers, as you mentioned earlier, that, that you could use. Absolutely. And, uh, yes, this is, this is a time when this, this virus is impacting all of us. And so, uh, you know, we, we certainly want to be, um, 
supporting those who have supported us uh, with with our prayers and with our with our care as well. Um, but in addition to financial support, as I mentioned earlier, um, we have not at any point in this crisis we have not stopped accepting volunteers, and so there's there are ways to 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 participate with us both on site and virtually. Um, and you can find out those opportunities at bowery.org slash volunteer, B-O-W-E-R-Y dot org slash volunteer. And some some folks in this time really want to give very tangibly. You know, what you know, what what do you need? How many masks do you need? How many how how much uh, cleaning how much cleaning supplies do you need? And and how do, how can I just ship that directly to you uh, from my home from a click of a button? So um, you can find all that information again at bowery.org slash donate goods um, and you can you can find a, a list there of the things that we need, even a link to Amazon where you can just go ahead and click and send send those things. You know, the other thing that I think is less obvious um, is that this is a time for us to, to advocate for our neighbors who don't have a home. Mm-hmm. And we're all talking to each other about, you know, how this, how this uh, coronavirus has impacted us, and, and we all have our, our very real needs and our, and our, our complaints, and, um, and, and we're all talking. Um, but it's, it's important for us to remind one another, you know, if you think about what we're going through, maybe a loss of a job, a health scare, uh, other losses, um, that, that how much more challenging is this for somebody without a home? And yet there's hope, right? There are places like the Bowery Mission that are providing critical help. And there are ways to stand with the Bowery Mission as the Bowery Mission stands with New Yorkers. That's a, that's a great point. As we look to the future, James, we even when, and hopefully we will do it soon, find a, a vaccine or an antidote to this COVID-19 virus that still doesn't solve the homeless problem, right? That, 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 would, that would help it. In, in the short term, but it still doesn't solve the lack of economic equality that we find in, in our society right now. So as you mentioned, standing in, what are some of the things we can do? Should we write to our representatives? How how can we mobilize and help you doing what you need to do? Hmm. Well, I think, I think it starts with awareness. And so I, mm-hmm. I you know, I think it's, uh, you know, and, and folks can, folks can head to our website, Bowery.org. There's, there's information there both about how we're responding to this uh, COVID emergency as well as just facts and figures and, and information about, about homelessness and some of the ways that, that we, we, we see that it can be overcome. Um, and so, um, so I think, I think all of that is important, but it, but you're right. It's important to remember that, um, that in a economic disruption, which this has certainly become an economic disruption, um, you know there there are certain folks in our in our city who are the first to be laid off, the last to be rehired, um, and a loss of employment can often be a precursor to a loss of a loss of a home. And so it's those folks that the Bowery Mission is so committed to standing with, and and it's a commitment we make in faith because we know necessarily month to month where our resources are coming from, but generous partners and New Yorkers are, are so, so generous to give. And, and, and we can stand on this long story of, of the Bowery Mission, this long history of the Bowery Mission. This is not our first pandemic. Um, the Bowery Mission stood with New Yorkers in the 1918 flu pandemic, believe it or not, and, and the Great Depression. 
and more recently Hurricane Sandy and, and the Great Recession. And so, um, so, so we 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 just make this commitment to stand with New Yorkers in times of crisis. It's something that we've we've done before. We've seen um, we've seen God generously provide for us through the generosity of New Yorkers, and um, and 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 we're and we're privileged to serve. And James, is that what gives you and your staff? The, the perseverance to carry on, the hope to carry on, the energy, the, the fuel to carry on because your predecessors for the 150 years have gone through big time situations like this to them. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, what, you know, we talk about, wow, this is a big thing. Yeah. It's a big thing to us, but Hurricane Sandy at that time was huge to those people who suffered and the Great Depression was huge to those people who were suffering. And obviously the 1918 flu pandemic was incredible to that area of people. So as you look back over the history of your predecessors, do they kind of give you the fuel to know, hey, they were able to get through it. We just have to buckle down and and put our shoulders to the wheel and get this done. Well, I've always felt I just celebrated a 15th anniversary working at the Bowery Mission. Congrats. Uh, 15 years. 15 years feels very short in the in the scope of 150 years, right? And, and I've always had the sense working at the Bowery Mission that I'm just standing on the shoulders of, of heroes who've gone before me. Um, that that you're right, Larry. There's just been this this legacy of of people who have a real sense of calling. Like this is this is what we are meant to do. This is what we're made to do. And um, and so, so we, we, we lean into that sense of calling in, in times of crisis like this. And for you personally, James, um, you know, how, as a man of faith, as I am, when you go through situations like this and, and these type of, of things that you see, these events, how does that keep, how do you stay strong? Because people look to you. You're in that leadership position. How did how, how what is it about your faith that helps you carry carry on through this? Mm. Well, there there have been so many times in the last few months where things look dark, things look tough, and and someone would reach out to me and say, "Hey, James, I just wanted to let you know I'm thinking of you. I'm praying for you." Mm. Um, uh, you know, and it's somebody who doesn't normally call or doesn't normally text, and and I just you know in those moments you just feel you feel seen. Um, that, uh, that 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 you know, some someone God is looking out for you, and um, and and so so I felt so upheld by by the prayers and the support and the and the the uh, the, 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 the the cheering on of so many in the season. Now, James, I know that uh, unfortunately, in your position, <laughs> you you're not only in, but you're looking ahead, and so as we look ahead. Post COVID nineteen pandemic, how is this situation going to affect your normal uh, operations? And I'm talking about shelter during Thanksgiving, shelter during Christmas, mm-hmm. food during Thanksgiving, food during Christmas. Where are normally your big your your, your big increased times? How is this going to in, uh, you know affect that? Now it's, it is it is hard to imagine uh, how you know we, we we often talk around thanksgiving larry and and you know that's a that's a big family event we crowd a lot of <laughs> yes, people into one room and uh, and celebrate thanksgiving together and and so what will that look like this year what will what will summer camp look like when we reopen next year what will mm. what will uh, 
our day centers where we gather people during the day to participate in activities together. What will that look like? So we have a lot of big, big questions to answer here. Um, uh, and, 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 and we anticipate even greater needs, um, yeah. you know, as, as, as people are displaced uh, over time uh, in, in, in the situation. And so, um, so, so we, we, we will continue to need all the wisdom that we, we can find and all the support that, uh, that, that people so generously give. All right, James, as we close, give me uh, all the all the website information because you've got different things for donation, different things for donating goods, different for volunteers. Just give us all the information. And once again, tell us what you need. Oh, the, the hub for all of that is Bowery.org. That's our website, B-O-W-E-R-Y.org. Um, if you go to Bowery.org slash donate, that is the place to go if you are feeling financially generous. Um, we're so grateful for uh, donations in this time. We, we rely 100% on private donations. And so um, gifts of every size matter greatly, and we stretch them as far as we can. That's Bowery.org slash donate. Um, if finances are not an option right now, but you have some time to give, uh, that's Bowery.org slash volunteer. And, um, and maybe, maybe you want to do something really, really practical, really tangible, you want to know exactly where your your donation is going, and you want to buy something for the Bowery Mission. Uh, that is bowery.org slash donate goods, um, and uh, and again, all of it you can find right there at bowery.org and and navigate your way through. James, as always, listen. I enjoy talking to you. Uh, whenever you need us to help spread the word about some of the things you're doing or that you need. Uh, we're always here for you, so make sure you contact us. But there's one thing I want to ask you and your staff to do. In the great work that you're doing and the time that you're donating, please take a moment to take time for yourself because mm. all the folks that you see, their needs sometimes pull at you. And if you weaken, James, you or your staff, they have nowhere to go. So just make sure that you don't get overwhelmed and beat down like our first responders. Cause James, you and your staff in a sense are first responders because you are dealing on the front lines with homeless people who are coming in, who need food, who need shelter, who need a place to live, a place to clean up, a place to wash up. And so, you know, you can get overwhelmed, Jim. So I just want to make sure that you and your staff in the great work that you're doing, please take some time for yourselves. Oh, we we are so grateful. We've had some some uh, restaurants who've sent food just for the staff, you know, and uh, and we've had uh, we 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 have a hotel partner who's who's offered some rooms where staff can get some rest. We've we've uh, uh, had children send us artwork to encourage wow. us through the day, and then then yeah. we've 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 made resources available to our staff as well, so that the the counseling is available and and transportation is available. So. So we we are doing all that we can to to uphold what's a what's a very courageous frontline team uh, offering essential services here at the Bowery Mission. Well, James, keep up the great work as always, and we'll talk soon, my friend. Be well, Larry. Thank you so much.